Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to um, the House of Talk About Life. And uh, you're actually watching this on YouTube, Talk About Life. And you're listening in, uh, in podcasts, Talk About Life. And Talk About Life is the platform whereby people can talk freely, um, respectfully about the issues of, of life, uh, love, relationship, family. And we're in this uh, series that we are talking about the pandemic that we are documenting history. Um, and today is the 18th of November, 2020. And um, I would like to say hi to Ayman. Hi, Ayman. Hi, how are you? Yeah, and you know, Ayman, today is such a special day. Um, every day to me when I'm alive is special, aren't we? Like, you know, we, we are, I'm, I'm trying to think that, you know, aren't we um, uh, fortunate to be alive? Aren't we fortunate to be like taken care of by the government, um, asking you to social distance, stay home? Uh, and to me, it's not like an instruction. To me, it's something that uh, we, we should be doing for the community. When, when our neighbors are safe, when we are safe, our neighbors are safe, right? It works both ways. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I would like to uh, 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 welcome you to Singapore now, virtually. So Singapore is an, uh, and for our listeners who does not know about Singapore, Singapore is an island city-state. Okay, it's an island that's surrounded by water, um, 40 kilometers from the east to the west, and you can drive it uh, from the east to the west of the island, like it's one to one and a half hours. Um, and uh, there's no way to run outside the border because it's just surrounded by water. You can't run, you gotta swim. <laughs> and um, it's a tropical yeah. island. So today, even in November, the weather I, I, I reckon is about 32 degrees. And in the night, it's about um, 26 to 28. Sometimes it's a little bit cooler, about 24. But it's consistent throughout the year. And uh, I would like to promote Singapore a little bit because we're waiting for the tourism dollar for post-pandemic economy reconstruction. So um, I, I would like listeners to um, welcome you to Singapore post-pandemic. Uh, bring your family, spend the money here, stay in the hotels, shop. <laughs> so um, I think all of us are preparing for the, for, for the days of post-pandemic for, for a long time. So today, um, I'm so grateful for Ayman to um, uh, chose herself to be interviewed uh, by myself in my podcast for the viewers and the listeners um, about pandemic in Pakistan. Um, and a little bit um, before we go into um, uh, the interview with Ayman that she so graciously have accepted to talk about her, her observations um, and her own experience and her own opinion. Um, I'd like to just share with everyone today on the 18th of November, 2020, which you will be listening in any time in the future, right? You could be listening in, in 2021 because on the internet, time is not a factor. Geography is not a factor. So I need to tell you where we are and, and what and what we're, how we're doing today. Okay. in. The world today, we're closing in to, um, I think about 56 million cases. Um, it's kind of like uh, not a great number uh, for all of us. Okay, to be exact, the number today is, and for all the viewers and listeners, 
55,961,152 registered reported cases. Can I have to emphasize on reported declared registered cases? Because there are cases, um, I guess statistically speaking and humanly speaking, it's going to be hard for you to track everything. I mean, can you count the number of ants in a house? <laughs> you know, um, so this is the number and the death rate uh, or the death um, fatality number is 1,343,709 and uh, people who are in mild cases, critical cases, etc. People can go on to uh, worldometer.info uh, and, uh, and of course um, uh, it is registered here 38,900,000 have, re have already recovered. So, if you've, so you've got all these are um, arbitrary numbers, okay? Uh, and uh, they're moving, okay? So today, um, the number that I have for um, our listeners from Pakistan, which I need Ayman to tell me like what she thinks about the number that is being reported in the internet. Um, it's 363. 1380 registered cases, 7,230 fatalities, um, and, uh, and I think almost 90% or, um, um, or so um, have recovered from it. And Pakistan has a population of 222 million people, and uh, you've got all these data online. Um, and today, the registered number of positive cases is 2,208 uh, cases and the fatality for today is 37, okay, which is reflected uh, in the internet. So, um, in the world, we don't know because we're just relying on what is, what is available um, online. So, without further ado, um, on such a very a serious note um, for mankind. I would like to invite Ayman. Say hi to everyone. Um, tell her about yourself, where you're coming, where you are, and then um, address our concern for your country and your people, please. Yeah. So hello. I my name is Dr. Ayman. I have I am part South Asian. So I was visiting my family. I actually lived in Istanbul, Turkey. I was visiting my family before Corona and then the border closed. So I chose to stay in Pakistan with my family because this is really crucial time and we need a lot of support from our close ones because of lockdowns and the situation is really bad out there. Even before when the pandemic started, it was really hard situation for everyone. So I chose to stay in Pakistan and in Pakistan I am staying in Karachi with my parents. So. Before starting, you shared the numbers and statistics of um, Pakistani death rate and how much population in Pakistan. If I want to, I might want to add that Pakistan is one of those few countries that have not only recovered from Corona and its outcome really quickly, but it was on WHO with developed country is underdeveloping country so the strategy that government put into recovering corona was really good and because of that because a, a, 
large number of people in Pakistan, mostly 70% of them are youth. So that's why they have created a herd immunity. So you know, it, it means that 70% is being immune to Corona and COVID actually. Could you so explain slower and with greater detail this herd immunity has already been created in Pakistan. I mean, the world I could listen to this case really attentively. Tell us. So, okay, I think we kind of lost you. Yeah, could you repeat that part that I say um, the world yeah. has got to listen to, to your uh, explanation of herd immunity in Pakistan? Because I don't think any country ever attained that state yet. Tell us. So actually, what is that Pakistan is underdeveloping country, right? So because of that, a lot of people could not afford health care due to which they are more reliable on food and you know they are more reliable on the natural processes to overcome a lot of diseases yeah so and also we are very close community so because of being a muslim community there is one thing in muslim faith that if someone has a disease you don't have to leave that person but you have to take care of them so when you are, you know, when you're inhaling healthy air, healthy air and exhaling, so that person is going to get the same healthy germs from you to themselves. So because of this thinking and because of that, we developed immunity within ourselves. Like before, those people who were actually were affected from Corona, they were not tracked uh, really fast. So they were in the people and by the time uh, you know I, I would like to say like this because there are already so many vaccinations in Pakistan that work, are working that people has really strong immune system so when the corona bodies enter into them they develop antibodies automatically and and because every family live in close compounded uh, like you know like asian families live really closely so because of living together they started developing antibodies like i develop antibody and then my father developed antibody you can see so it became a chain and the chain started to follow throughout so pakistan was one of the few countries that had herd immunity and a lot of people that's why 90% of the people were recovered from corona only 10% of those people who died were either too old or they had the corona in very critical condition like they were very away from the station or the hospitals they were not taken to hospital in time or they might assume that they didn't have corona and it became complicated so by the time they were uh, taken to hospital the situation become bad for them then they died okay other than that more to go a little bit slower because you, you are touching on many things that i'm very interested in and the world needs to hear about this 
Um, and I don't think we have any news from Pakistan at all. I, I don't see any news. So let let us get this out to the world. Um, tell us um, how did you know that you have already in your body the antibody? Have you get yourself tested? Have you got your fam family tested? What are the mechanism in place that um, the infrastructure in place? are not in place for you to get all these testings and what kind of tests are they i mean there are different tests right the pcr test um, a lot of tests and and tell us also the exposure to the virus um you know exposure means some people got the infection but very little not enough to like succumb your body to it um and of course they could be asymptomatic and the body never succumbed to it and they start building these antibodies. Explain that in certain understandable or medical terms. So these are the three things I really want you to talk about because you're going to something that is so important uh, for a lot of countries right now. Tell us. So Ashley, see, Corona did not enter Pakistan until March 2020. Before that, although our neighbor China had Corona, but it didn't enter Pakistan. Uh, also, Pakistan already had two close neighbors who were destroyed by uh, Corona. One was Iran and other was China. The situation was really bad. So yeah. Pakistan did close its border to both of the countries in time. So because of that, Corona didn't came in Pakistan until there was a group of pilgrimage who were coming from Iran to Pakistan and since they were stranded at the border so Pakistan did allow them to come inside they were the national so the first case of Corona was reported in March it was a student from university in Karachi and he wasn't feeling well he went and he got tested for Corona and then government was able to you know control it by then they actually went and tracked all the people who interacted with that student and they all made them enter the quarantine into a government facility so later there was another group of two uh, pilgrimage that came from iran into another city of pakistan so even before they came the government facilitated them into one of their facilitating buildings and put them there in quarantine for 15 day days but the corona that was entering Pakistan wasn't so powerful like it was in Wuhan. So we were at advantage and not also it wasn't so powerful that it was in Italy as well. Okay. But in comparison to both countries, China and Italy, Pakistan does not have very developed uh, infrastructure and very developed you know, system. So the people are already living into situation where they are very tough. You know, yeah. we have lot of, if you might read a newspaper, Pakistan has already been fighting a lot of circumstances. So because of that, naturally, the people have a strong immune system yeah. to fight with different kinds of diseases. So when Corona entered and in starting, the numbers were piling up, but yeah. it wasn't so scary as it was in the rest of the world. So by then, the government were really efficient, especially the government of Sin. They put the whole province into lockdown and that lockdown ended in four months. 
so that lockdown was actually really strict yeah so that lockdown was actually really strict and the government was able to put emphasis on every rule so they were able to make restriction on restaurant take away school they closed everything even offices and then there was one major lockdown that was put by the central government into the whole country and that uh, lockdown ended almost 3 and a half months later by that time government made different hospital into the cities they actually converted the expo centers of the city into hospitals in one of those hospitals i worked with my brother and the system was really good there for the doctor for the facilitators meanwhile people were actually uh, you know very cooperative into imposing these rules because they were taking all the rules and regulation really seriously but by the four month came pakistan is not a developed country so the situation economically started to deteriorate and people were too much uh, you know they were now too much frustrated because of the economic situation so they started coming out of their home even though government has still uh, put so much restriction but most of the businesses has opened up now what happened the people who were actually exposed to corona they had developed antibodies so when they started mingling, mingling with other people the other people who were asymptomatic somehow they developed antibodies as well now this is very miraculous thing you know uh, even our scientists and researchers are working on the fact that how did it happen because it wasn't something uh, we were expecting at all because live, living in a country where the infrastructure of healthcare is not very strong it is such a big thing that has happened otherwise our infrastructure would have collapsed yes uh, now tell, tell us backtrack a little bit the, the question how did the people discover they have antibodies okay so what happened that the people uh, the people did not discover that they had antibodies those people who had corona when they went through test again after the quarantining of 15 days they and their families were tested so it was in that te- test it came that the people have started developing antibodies and they started you know they started taking samples out of population of 20000 in every city and in every area so that's why it became uh evident that the more and more people are developing antibodies from each other so it was government and who that started testing people didn't know out of themselves that they have developed antibodies and even those who were asymptomatic they might have uh, mild symptoms of covid but just because they had already developed antibodies the symptoms were not very severe so they were able to recover really quickly after covid so this was one of the strongest factor as well uh and also because you you are a doctor right you've got your yeah. medical background so it, it's so useful for us to understand it in from your perspective now um tell 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 us um no it seems that there is a very structured approach right At first, the city was being quarantined, and then for four months, 
And then during that quarantine period of four months, the rest of the places um, boost up the infrastructure, right? And then after the four months, if I'm right, um, the people started to move uh, because it started to um, people started starting to really just get back to the usual life. And then and then yeah. virus started to move. And then when a virus went into the household uh, for quarantine, the rest of the family got exposed to it. They did not succumb to it. They did not fall sick, but they built the immunity with antibodies. Am I right? And then the government's major cities took 20,000 of the samples and studied them. Am I right? So it's a very structured, it is a very structured approach. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, and and how what what kind of help did WHO render into the country? What kind of role do they play and what kind of help and support do they do? So WHO uh of you know they were actually have helpful in sending the precautions to people and guiding government. So in Pakistan we were fortunate enough to have China as one of our friend countries. So there was a team of doctors that came to Pakistan in, I guess, when they, we were in lockdown. Two months into lockdown, a team of specialized doctors who were specialized into uh, epidemic uh, studies, epidemiology, they came to Pakistan and they did had different conferences. They did trained at the doctors who were working here. So we had already first information from a nation who had conquered Corona by then. Because by then, the number of uh, coronavirus patients were decreasing. It's going down in China. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they did guide us. So by then, WHO was one of the bridge that connected Pakistan and China. And also, some of the officials of the WHO were able to give different guidelines and they were always active. So it was really helpful because people were listening to them. So it was one of the factors through videos, through social media, they did play a role in that sector. Okay, I want to know uh, from your medical point of view, explain to us, I'm not medically trained and we have to assume that none of us are. Um, when you say when the virus came to Pakistan, it wasn't that strong. Yeah. What do you mean and how do you define and how do the, the doctors, the scientists know it wasn't that strong um, from a genome pattern, uh, the genome print, etc. Um, uh, how, how do you know it wasn't that strong? And then tell us from the medical uh, uh, perspective, is there a mutation uh, that it, this virus is becoming weaker as it as it travels tell us so i i might not be the best person to talk about it because i'm not doctor for epidemiology but from my medical um, experience and from my practice the corona covid virus is not a new thing covid virus has been here for many years there are different type of covid viruses the specific virus that emerged from China was COVID-19. So that yes. was really effective virus. And by in November, they had 
already known that it has very fatalizing effect on community so you know by they had already started vaccination against it they were testing it they were testing on their people so yeah. by the time because it was people were traveling in and out of china they might have had caught some mutants from yeah. that virus but the actual wuhan virus which was very fatal was only was then uh, you know it only could travel to italy yeah. because maybe um, there are there were people who were traveling between both countries yeah. in frequently yeah. or to iran other than that in the rest of the world the virus did because people were already ready for it they were already um, taking care of the immune system they already had developed immunity from the virus they were taking care of themselves and also they already know what kind of precautions they have to take so all and then the virus keep further breaking down into its mutant as well so the mutants might not be as fatal as the starting virus of course so rest of the world did get a part of covid virus but it wasn't covid 19 the extreme you know the wuhan virus so wuhan virus is very different from what the rest of the world has got. i see so this is very interesting and also because of the uh, explanation you've got now tell us when you say that pakistan already get the vaccine when you say vaccine you're talking about the covid-19 vaccine or just a normal flu vaccine explain um what is the scenario like right now sorry i did not understand your question because uh, in your introduction you say that pakistan did have vaccination right pakistanis have some vaccination or some vaccines yes. now what what kind of vaccines are you referring to so in starting see actually because we are developing nation so there are lot of diseases that are already in pakistan so yeah. people do do get vaccination when they get a born they do get vaccination for typhus for polio for tuberculosis these type of vaccination are already been uh, you know uh, injected to kids so but they start to have a body system their body start making them uh, uh, actually how i said their body start to uh, make itself in a way that it know how to uh, act upon these diseases how to act upon these viruses bacteria once they enter into the body and then they take these vaccines so their body also know the procedure of developing antibodies to understand that so when a new virus come the bo- the body already know what the process it has to go through the last time it went through when it was injected polio vaccine so the body knew steps that now i have to develop antibodies but like the situation like in developed uh, countries singapore maybe japan us you guys are not vaccinated those medicine or you are not giving those vaccination because those diseases have already uh, been erased from your part of the world so that's why also there is no dust there is no smoke there is no pollution 
so your systems are really sensitive you cannot inhale the water is always clean so do you understand that so, okay no no i get it bit, from the from the general yeah. public point of view yeah i mean you made it so yeah. so clear now it's much easier to understand because in countries like us we don't have a lot of uh, vaccination and and um it's fascinating for me like you and your brother um you know you're in the medical field you're working in the hospitals tell us how uh some of the scenarios maybe two of the scenarios at the peak of the situation and now the situation tell us how are the hospitals reacting so at at the peak of the pandemic it was really hard because uh in our countries most of the most of the medical graduate are women uh let's say 80% of the medical graduate are women and living in asian muslim communities yeah. these actually these women don't get to practice they get married and they just quit their practice so the only practicing doctor that come into the field are that 20% male that went into universities <laughs> and 10% of these females So of course we have already lack of doctors in every field. So the when the virus came it was really hard situation. We had no workforce. We were not ready for it and we did not know. So what the government did they actually started recruiting all the frontline nurses, dentists, pharmacists, a uh, physiotherapist everyone from medical field and started training them with the doctors so they were, because you know in medical field you have the basic studies are same for everyone yeah. and also they did involve the final student final year student and third year students so this was the huge impact that it brought into students and by then we were only able to um, fill that gap that we had because of the lack of doctors and healthcare workers but now situation is really under control and in most of the hospitals we have staff we have people doctors are already trained and the situation is not very bad also in starting the government did separated the corona centers from the normal hospitals so it was one of the biggest achievement that they did because of that they made different centers for corona or covid patient for quarantining them and also they made classes like the severe cases would go to certain center the the cases which are asymptomatic might stay at home and quarantine there for at their homes the cases who have mild symptoms might stay at quarantine at their homes or maybe at one of the facilities by government where they were providing food where they were providing electricity and internet so it was really good um, you know step by the facilitation by government was really good we did not expect it we did not expect it that our governments are going to perform so good but it eventually did and it was really um, even now all the centers that were made especially for covid patient has ended now now oh, the only patient that are reporting of uh, being uh, you know uh, being diagnosed with corona or they are to, being tested negative for corona are now being sent to the government hospital they are already in city so the situation is really under control and daily and even i told you that the herd immunity has played a greater role and most of the population in pakistan 70% of us are yeah. young adults 
or they are really young they are from 17 years to 35 40 years not more than that so 70% of them have already strong immune system so this is really good and other than that um yeah and can i now and and i want you to explain more about herd immunity to listeners and to viewers and also um about um you know you talked about very quickly the government ramped up training and recruited the uh the the doctors uh and the nurses who were um not practicing anymore tell us the time frame how did they roll out even it is it's really almost like a real time uh, emergency training you know tell us how it was rolled out and probably give give us um or people listening in general how 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 does a country ramp up so quickly uh the training for fighting covid uh for the medical team to get them ready uh mentally or um physically medically ready to do that tell us these two things so uh i want to start my thing that i want to start this topic before i want to tell you to know about pakistan culturally Yeah. So Pakistan especially because it has lot of youth people are really pumped up when it comes to something to volunteer especially Pakistani people are passionate about their country so whenever we have crisis yeah so whenever we have crisis people wow. automatically do come up and they want to help other people this was one of the best respect yeah thank you so much So what happened actually that government did divided every city into certain numbers like yeah. if i might talk about karachi then you might have the idea that what happened so government did divided karachi karachi is really big city we have population of 2.5 million people here only in karachi so it's a big number so uh, government did divided karachi into seven zones and every zone had its own hospital so every zone had one of the government officer from he was working so he recruit, started recruiting team of nurses paramedics uh, doctors dentists any kind of person who was related to health here they form a team of them then further they made a team of specialized doctors they were trained in epidemiology and they made another group for students who were in third and in final year or the fourth year of the studies so third year student do actually have you know they do get exposure of how the hospitals work what they do in wards so now the first they form a team of the specialized doctors in epidemiology one was put as head and under him they put a team of 10 doctors who were already practicing in different hospitals so they asked them to start training these 10 people according to the epidemiological studies that how to prevent themselves how to you know uh, work in covid stations how to protect themselves then under these 10 doctors who were already getting training they give every doctor 10 other people who were nurses so uh, nurses or from other uh, healthcare profession like dentists like physiotherapists psychotherapists uh, sorry uh, i forgot um 
yeah pharmacists so they gave for the 10 students under under them also they said that now that you all who have already got training so these training involves general skills how to give cannula how to take care of patients how to you know major temperatures so they were given very basic medical training which they were already doing in their hospitals or in their educational facilities before in their studies so when they were trained these all people were sent to their homes and only the epidemiology doctors and the uh, medical practitioners were working together so whenever there was a shortage of doctors in the field the doctors had the database made with the head of that zone and that zone officer would email them that you might be needed to come here and work with our staff so same was repeated in nurses same was repeated in other healthcare professionals once there was a doctor who might be exposed to covid or they might have yeah. other problem they might go you know they might get drained because they were working so many hours so uh, they they already had a trained a uh, lot of people who would come and replace them for every 15 days and before even start that we might be working in these stations for uh, two months three months as a specialized doctor so we have to we we did not have to we cannot opt to run from it you know so we have to make our mind and um, at that time it was really crucial time because um, being a muslim majority country we had ramadan so it it's a really precious month of muslim and fasting. then we have yeah the fasting and the feast and there were a lot of uh, religious celebration that were continuing in that uh, time period so they they said that you might not be able to go back to your homes because uh, you might be serving at these centers but because the teamwork was really good so the doctors were really cooperative of each other so they would always uh, give 15 days duties and they allow their other doctors to take rest for 15 days so the cycle was really good and it keep on multiplying itself so okay just a little bit uh, of my interpretation so everyone has got um, this pyramid uh, structure right that rolls up wonderful you know immediately you've got people below you and people are going to train uh, in a very systematic fashion um, next this 15 day rotation does it mean for 15 days they, the doctors or nurses the medical staff are confined in uh, the hospitals and not out of the hospitals are they allowed to go home or should they safe to stay in the house uh, in the hospitals okay so because the, these hospitals were special hospitals so yeah. the doctors were actually being the colony was especially prepared for these uh, doctors and army was called for the security and the police was there for the security so these areas were actually three they had three zones yeah. one was red zone then it was green zone and it, it was the other one was white zone 
so the doctors who were actually working in red zone they had special kind of housing facility that they were using yeah. and then um, they for their duties they did not have they were not having interaction with any of the people in green or white zone so they were not able to go home until the situation uh, until the facility was cleared of all the patients they were not allowed i see so they have to wait until the red color turns to yeah. white yeah so but the doctors who were working in green facilities they were actually they were given the chances to go home they were given options if they want might want to stay at facility or if they want they can go back to their homes and come so most of them opted to stay at their homes and come in back every day commute so it and then it one of the white zones so they those people were mostly they would stay at home and they would only be called once they have to do some job in the facility other than that uh they had no need there so of course it was a much load on the red zone doctors but then these doctors were specialized doctors so they had lot of helpers within their zone so what they were given rest within their zones in that facility they were not allowed to go back to home because they were needed there the guidance was needed there because i already told you they they are not any specialist So that's why they but before that sorry um I'll put the piece so but, but before starting the duties they were already being educated that they might have to stay there up to 6 months or 4 months so they agreed without on staying leaving. there without yeah. leaving okay just a minute i need to get my battery just a minute Okay, I'm going to just plug in my battery. This way. Okay. I I would like to um well, this is very detailed um explanation. And 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 you were saying that there is a central um governing a uh, a uh, task force right it is i mean yeah. the chair is is a is a ministry um how how did that um explain this this um like the central body of the medical the top the top medical body so actually uh what happened that there were few doctors who were in direct contact with the government teams and who teams so they were head of the whole they were given the operations so yeah. so they were head of the operations yeah and they all were allowed to recruit their team to work in their facilities yeah so these doctors who were working centrally they were working yeah. in close relation with the army officials the army was at these stations Uh, yeah. the armed force was at these stations wow. they were looking for the security they were looking for the food they were looking yeah. for um you know different kind of working at the facilities yeah. so they were in uh, close contact with them yeah. other than that the junior doctors were in contact with the main bodies so they were all connected in certain way but mm-hmm. uh, even uh, being they were if you might look at the model you will see that every person was answerable to a, a head 
yeah you know it was a one person who was head of the whole team so every yeah. 10 people were answerable to one of the heads and that head was answerable to his head yeah. so the government uh, they did made a hierarchy in which everyone was working and everyone was being answerable to the top mm-hmm. head that was running these all facilities yeah. um uh, explain also your ministry of health I suppose the top part of the government was the Ministry of Health. Do you call it the Ministry of Health or the Secretary of Health? Yeah. That worked closely with WHO. I'm I'm just wondering, like you know, this um, this uh, whole map of um, I should say it's like a battlefield map, right? Um, is there some a uh, who were behind? Thus, a battlefield map. For example, you were saying that Karachi was divided into zones, eight zones, etc. And then, um, and then each zone has got its own hospital, etc. Um, I suppose the whole of Pakistan was under some kind of um, system, right? Yeah. Well, see, actually, uh, you know, uh, to understand this system is uh, is really complicated. So the only person who might be able to understand that they should uh, know about a little bit about politics of Pakistan. So mm-hmm. Pakistan basically have uh, basically have four provinces. So the one province is being regulated by one governing party, and the three provinces and this entire government is belong to one party. Mm-hmm. Although they did have lot of conflicts between them. So they were both dealing corona in their own ways. So oh. the one of the province that I am from, Sin, they have the governing uh, body. The health minister herself is a doctor. Yeah. So she was looking at all the operation yeah. from her herself by yeah. herself. She yeah. did not take help from any other countries. She did not take help from WHO. She only took help. She did not outsource anything. She was only taking help from the people that were living within the province, the doctors that were living within the province, and the hospitals that were in the vicinity. They were setting up new clinics. The only help that they took from the central government was for the funds because they needed funds to set up new uh, centers for COVID patients and yeah. COVID kids. then the center government who has already three provinces under them they were taking help from the who and china so they did get aid from china of lot of uh, masks and supplies yeah medical equipment medical supplies uh, they did get a lot of um, um, you know moral uh, support from different countries and different um bodies who were working in medical field especially who was really working in close confinement with them on every situation so although the both of them did uh looked after the corona situation differently but the government which was working in one province which was mine they did look after the situation really effectively they were able to look after situation really effectively so uh, can you give me one minute yeah yeah just sorry no worries we're we're doing this no, no i i i i 
yeah i am i'm so sorry i have to make a really one uh, they all of this all of a sudden it has came Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no worries. I, I'm still uh, okay. That's the first part of it. Um, no. Uh, yeah. I want to know more about herd immunity. Okay. But for us to establish herd immunity, my understanding from the news that I read is seventy percent of the people must have some form of exposure, and uh, they must have built this. Um, they must have first. Exposed to it, um, either they succumb to it or they don't succumb to the virus, but they have a, a, a certain kind of uh, immunity. So, because seventy percent of people have been exposed to it, it makes hundred percent of them uh, safe. Now, I want to ask the technical part of it, and because I'm so fascinated by your description, um, and the world should really know. Um, statistically, how did you all? Because you did tell me like they took samples, twenty, twenty thousand uh, sample, right, from certain provinces. So twenty thousand, yeah. and then out of twenty thousand, they they could have mathematically calculated. Okay, seventy thousand uh, blood samples, and seventy percent of them already have the antibodies. So you can kind of conclude. Um, there is herd immunity in these provinces, and then therefore the country has herd immunity because seventy percent of the population is already being exposed. Now, but I want to know how did um, how did you all get these uh, in 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 real practical ways to get these twenty thousand samples and in the hospitals test them out? You know, I'm so intrigued by this. Uh, uh, number two is. You said young people, right? Which is what's happening to a lot of countries, right? Like India, you've got really young population, but the death rate is like the fatality rate is like really low, you know, because people were not, uh, uh, I should say, the people were really strong. Um, they've been exposed to all this uh, 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 very difficult uh, uh, diseases throughout the history in the country. So, like, like in Pakistan. Um, this immunity that you all already have, um, and now you've got this immunity. How does the rest of the world, we, which we don't have the vaccine before, like you say, you know, are they? Is it realistic for certain countries to go for that herd immunity model? So, which, which was theoretically at the very beginning was one of the ways, and that's why Sweden wanted to practice herd immunity. They didn't have lockdown, no mask, nothing. So I want you to explain, uh, number one, how did the country go on to take 20,000 samples and get it um, like tested? And also the model of herd immunity, is it replicable in different kinds of places? So see, the 
let me you know uh, let me make it really simple so start from what is herd immunity and how yeah. did herd immunity actually do develop in humans yeah so herd immunity is actually any situation in yeah. which a large number of people are being exposed to that virus and therefore uh, being infected with the virus they they uh, you know they have already start their body start reacting to the virus so when their body start reacting to the virus the further spread of virus is now i i am let's say if i have covid and my bo- it has already entered into my body and we have six people in our home so if i might ha- have and it spread from air souls so the chances are 70 or 80% that my brothers and my parents might already have covid because i have it and we yeah. are living in the same home so because of this now virus cannot you know cannot go further now let's say one of my brothers go to his work and then he gets exposed to 20 other people so because of that the virus starts spreading now what happen in herd immunity that the virus then is unable to go any further because now everyone has virus it cannot affect anyone now when this virus starts showing its symptoms so virus ha- might have two types of symptoms asymptomatic and symptomatic asymptomatic that you have virus in your body but it has not started showing any signs maybe because it might have not found suitable situation or suitable uh, body surface or it might have not found suitable circumstances within your body to expose itself but let the other person who might have virus had uh maybe some cuts within its body maybe he might have another disease before getting covid and the why because just because his body was weak he yeah. was able the virus was able to expose itself in that person body now we both have covid he i am asymptomatic because i am young healthy person who is completely okay i'm eating healthy i am exercising the virus is not getting enough um, points to get itself exposed but that person who might have somehow some kind of uh, disease or some kind of com- complication the virus was able to work itself within his body now we all know that we have one set of vi- uh, cells in our body that is our white blood cells so what do white blood cells actually do white blood cells have ability to fight against all the uh, uh, you know all the um, outside body that enters within your body uh, to fight against them anything which will enter your body they alert white blood cells the white blood cells because they recognize every cell of your body so if something that is coming from outside white blood cells work and they said this is not part of our body so what we should we do so it's like our army army of any country they go and they want to fight against it so let's say that person was really weak and did not have so much immunity against that virus 
their white blood cells start making different antibodies mm-hmm. and start acting on them let's say that we start making certain immunizations the army start making certain guns and immunizations and you know they start yeah. uh, training themselves differently to how to attack this enemy like this are why person the one that virus into that person and they start making different antibodies so i might have already this uh, virus within myself which is asymptomatic so now i'm meeting that person and we both have virus so because it transfer from air souls it that antibodies also transfers within me now when the antibodies enter within me let's say because i'm a healthy person the antibodies crack that virus they said we know this virus already we have seen this enemy somewhere before and they recall and they know that okay this was this covid virus so what we should do we have done this already in the, that person body and it has worked for them so let's do the same thing in this person body so that this that same thing in my body and now my body has automatically developed a system against that covid virus so the covid virus was tackled even before getting exposed to my body you know i the covid virus was being uh, put into bud even before showing any of the symptoms or signs so in the same way because the population number is so big so people keep interacting and the, somehow they all have been exposed to uh, covid by interacting with each other maybe due to any situation uh, it could be because the lockdown was not so good they were are not following the uh, precautions that were there but the same way they were all being exposed to uh coronavirus uh, or the covid the same way they were being exposed to antibodies and it keep transferring from one body to another and they all started becoming immune to it but one of the factors that i said to you in the very starting is the same factor that is still there that the people who are living in pakistan and most of the underdeveloping countries they live in very difficult situations they do not live with filtered clean water they every day they are exposed to so many viruses every day they are exposed to so many diseases that the developed nations cannot even imagine like you know if you might come from singapore to pakistan you might have yeah you might have food poisoning you might have food uh, you might have stomach ulcer you might have peptic ulcer you might have so many diseases just after drinking the water that we drink daily in pakistan but this is the water that we drink daily in here and people body has developed a new system against all the bacteria and viruses that are coming within these waters also because the systems of sanitation is not very strong in these countries not very developed so they get uh, you know they get uh, exposed with different kind of um, bacteria through these problems 
and chemicals their water the water often they are getting is already being cultured with some kind of chemical like i can tell you that the water that is being supplied to whole karachi comes from a lake that is nearby that is indus valley river and uh, the lake that the indus valley river fall into is kinjhar jhil kinjhar lake or so if you go to the kinjhar lake it's not being protected by government by being provided filters or with any kind of special equipment it's just a lake where people go they swim they have picnic they have parties they throw their garbage in that lake the people uh, often take because it's outside of the city so people often take the animals the animals get as are swimming also this are animals are swimming in the same water that is being provided to the city and the people are drinking from that water after after so, a few know? yeah i've got a few questions from a, a non medically trained background um yeah. which is always on my mind and and you know thank you for 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 all these very very clear in intensive explanation patient patiently to the audience and the listener uh, a couple of questions um antibodies like you what you say you've got this army so you may start making your ammunition right some will yeah. be ak47 some is ak51 now are every antibodies the same or it it, sh- it should not be the same because it depends on your white blood blood cells how it actually reacts to external and a lot of factors comes from you so the question is are antibodies all the same so no antibodies are not same just like it depends upon the person the health of the person the immunity yeah. of the person how yeah. what the person is consuming yeah. uh, w- what kind of health history that person have so it differs from everyone like let's I say see. if i want to protect myself i might have a revolver but a army man who is at border the revolver isn't going to help him he need big kind of ammunition right yeah. so that's the same way for antibodies it's different in everyone uh, it depends on what kind of circumstances that person is being exposed to and the person but mostly because uh, the population number of uh, pakistan is actually if you would say uh, people are most of the people are either they are rich either they are poor either they are middle class most of them are being exposed to somewhat similar circumstances so we can say that the antibodies that they might develop due to certain circumstances could be similar in okay. some way so it's like yeah. the ak47 <laughs> yeah exactly okay exactly. i've got another another question and because you we 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 have um new understanding of this virus every day right new studies and new data came uh at first they say that it's being transmitted through um uh i should say yes. uh little um, droplets of water to your saliva etc and now aerosols and aerosols i understand is to the air even with any droplets of water it would stay in the air for up to 6 hours now whether or not is liquid or non liquid uh, is water vapor or is just air 
and my question is always like in my mind wouldn't that go so into, see wouldn't wouldn't uh, that into, yeah okay. wouldn't that go into our water system and wouldn't it go into our sea ocean and and because um if we understand according to the news reports it was in the market right the the covid uh, virus was actually mutated or came from the animals um wouldn't it now go into our rivers our oceans our fish um isn't that a logical um transpose of the concept okay so see covid virus the world has only got to know this virus only for a year this yesterday it was yeah. university of the first patient who was exposed to covid virus and was free, uh, you know was brought to hospital after being exposed to covid virus so often what happened when we get to know virus of scientists actually it's not about doctors it's about researchers it's about the people who are working in laboratories or uh, immunologists epidemiologists researchers phd doctors yeah. not just simple doctors yeah. phd doctors who are working in one kind of field for years and years and years yeah the science of they it they are often yeah so they are often people who get to know about certain viruses and bacteria and different kind of pathogens so yeah. they keep on researching about them and how what kind of reaction does this pathogen or virus or bacteria give when exposed to this circumstances how do they transfer one, from one person to another do they transfer from a person to an animal yeah. they transfer from animal to a person so yeah. they spend years of their life into the laboratories searching yeah. about their virus but this particularly covid virus got us from nowhere right it it just got us we did, we yeah. were not prepared for it okay. so every day the uh, the scientists or the researchers are coming with new researches like just few days back we get to know that a turkish couple was able to produce a vaccine for coronavirus and then they tested the vaccine and it, the result did not came as it was expected and then after that another company came and they did claim that our coronavirus vaccine is uh, sorry i'm forgetting the company name but they said that our coronavirus vaccine is 94% efficient and then now they are testing so it actually does take years and years to know about that how does this virus or bacterial pathogen work so your thing is right the first thing that we could get to know about the virus that it transfer through air sores because what it showed like you know the kind of symptoms that it showed that the people who were interacting in close confinement they were sharing the utensils they were sharing uh, maybe if they were spouses they might have been sharing body fluids so they the scientists or the researcher get to know that the, the line of transfer of these viruses that how they transfer the next thing they get to know that how for how long it can stay in air the next part was that how long it can stay on the surface so yes. just like you mentioned that the, we could right now we might not have so much knowledge if it can transfer to the sea 
or to different kind of fluids and then it can come back we did not even know that one person who might have covid can get covid another time and it is happening we did not know until the first person who had covid got, was cured from it and then he got covid and died from it before the scientists were assuming that if you might have covid once and then your body will start uh, making yeah, antibody yeah, there are you get cases yeah. there are yeah. cases where exactly the infection um exactly yeah. and from the infection the diet the diet from yeah. the reinfection yeah. and, and the reinfection made it even worse um uh, the second time round yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. so you No, there are uh, right now I would say it is too early to say anything about it. Yeah. We do know only this thing that the actual Wuhan virus might that spreaded in China might not be the same virus that is spreading throughout in the world. But what if we get to know no it's actually Wuhan virus and it has uh, let's say it has um, um transform into itself into another thing to trick scientists you know yeah. because the virus do has ability to adapt to its environment so we cannot know maybe it's the same virus who yeah. has already uh, immune itself to the situation and it's now in the coating and it might come again into another form of wuhan virus so at yeah, this point you I have not, i'm so fascinated by by our discussion i hope we can come back again um Ivan but I've got one final question and I want you to come back again because I need um you to educate the general public um about what you already know and the the, the model of Pakistan and the situation of Pakistan um uh okay I need you to tell us about um I'm sorry it just went out of my mind. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. I I need you to tell us about um Oh, I was I wanted to uh share one knowledge that just yeah. came into my mind yeah. that the stimulus study that of herd immunity that yeah. was being tested in yeah. Pakistan yeah. was done in Brazil as well for oh, covid oh. viruses in the city of Manaus uh Manaus So they did develop herd immunity as well. So you mean in Belgium in Belgium. No no in Brazil in Brazil oh, in Brazil. Yeah. You, so you they have 70% of the population is already been exposed. Yeah. Oh, so they, they have they have, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I wanted to you might yeah. I wanted to ask you um in in a reality setting in Pakistan when you talked about covid station you mean the people volunteer um are, are, are the people encouraged to get themselves tested or do people need to have a certain kind of a, a um medical paper to get themselves tested is there a, is it voluntary or is it um uh kind of like enforced like you only can get tested if you show certain kind of symptoms by a doctor what is the situation like and and uh, tell us about all these testing protocols okay so in starting when the coronavirus came obviously people not not were not doing it voluntarily so 
the government was actually enforcing people and i told you that just because it's a developing nation yeah. the government did not have resources to test a lot of people although they were doing testing of around 2000 3000 people daily but they were not capable of uh, doing test on this large number of population Yeah. because they did not have equipment they did not have kits so that's yeah. why they were only testing those people who were showing symptoms in start mm-hmm. and also uh, to the families of the people who might have shown symptoms or who were coming from abroad to pakistan so the testing was only um, restricted to those the special cases and then um, what happened that we started making our own kits in pakistan so it started to become cheaper every time because before we were importing it and now the pakistan have become self sufficient in kits so that's why we exporting it as well so now and even then most of the hospital did not even have kits only few hospitals did have kits because they did, they could not, they were not able to buy such expensive kits at that time only the few government hospitals and most of the private hospitals like i remember when the corona kit came first came in pakistan only three hospitals did have that kit two of them were government hospital and one was a private hospital that is our khan hospital is a very big name in pakistan it's is being in healthcare for so many years other than that no hospital and then the test was very expensive they were test the government was doing the corona test for i guess 2000 pakistani rupees so that might make 150 dollar or even less than 150 dollar it might it might be 120 110 dollar but the same hospital which is our khan hospital was private setup it was doing the same test for 15000 rupees or i guess 25000 rupees so it was for 250 dollars or maybe 280 dollars it was double the money that the government was doing it because they were private organizations so they want to make money out of it Yeah. Then later the situation become better the government was able to bring import lot of uh, corona viruses kit in um, countries like China and Turkey did send aid especially the aid came from UN um, UN WHO did send aid to Pakistan so yeah. this aid was distributed into different provinces but even then because of the lack of the resources they were only being used when it was needed so only in the uh, corona center and at that time we have really strict lockdown so nobody was flying in and out of the country actually people were flying in uh, people were flying to the country back to the countries because most of the countries were sending the people back so only those people were being tested but nobody was flying out of the country there was no need of testing these people yeah, yeah. later now the borders have been open people are traveling now lot of private and government hospital have the kit so now the testing is frequent and now people have to test like just uh, a week back my brother did has to uh, but i if you want to know the number of testing that is being done in pakistan and compared to a developed country so i can show you a case study that my brother did travel to uh, uae dubai last week 
so in pakistan uae now every country does require that you have to show them the coronavirus test right so when he was traveling from pakistan he only got tested for coronavirus through one hospital and he was able to get the report for 4000 pakistan rupees so that would be actually 30 dollars right but then when once he landed on dubai airport they did uh, ask him to stay there and they did uh, do the coronavirus test on him and it costed him around 10000 pakistani rupees that is uh, almost 99 or 100 dollars and then when he was in dubai he has to stay in his hotel room for one or two days until he received his coronavirus test and after he was cleared he stayed there for 5 days and when he was coming back he has to go through the coronavirus test again at the dubai airport before coming to pakistan so he had to pay again the same amount of money so you see now the number of difference that we have from a developed nations so the tests are more cheaper in pakistan they are being done only once and in only a dire need because of visa other than that nobody's volunteer uh, nobody has volunteered to do the test themselves and also um in asian countries people do work on the word of mouth right so most of the people that the, those who have got uh, their corona test done they have actually spread some misconception that is so hard and uh, they have they put that you know stick into their nose and it's so uh, um, uh, really painful and this and that so people have so many misconception about it and especially people uh, do not trust in these kind of systems where yeah. so they don't want to go to hospital just for the sake of testing you know yeah. or and uh, just let me tell you one of the things that uh, a large number of population here is middle class so let's say a 70% population of pakistan is middle class so they cannot afford and every household might have at least four to five people living like uh two spouse and four kids three kids at least so every family might have five to six people normally so let's say if you want to go test for corona virus and one test cost you 4000 rupees pakistani so the four family of six people it's not practical yeah it's not practical and people uh nobody want to spend their money on just testing because um yeah they don't want to do it yeah okay i i i Um I would like to actually I do have a list of questions in my mind. Um can I invite you again on a different session? Um and I'm very going to I'm going to do it very quickly to upload this on my podcast uh tonight so that people can listen because I was talking to um an American and because I told you about all these uh different conversations with people all over the world. Um you know different countries react differently and and and, and I hope that um your your clarity of communication um brings light to certain uh, uh people who are listening in especially uh the podcast and then um i hope that you could come back i've got so many questions but you know what i'll do i will list my questions here uh in the text and uh you know some of them could be general about the coronavirus 
some of them could be relating to Pakistan. But I, I am interested in how the whole community or the whole society came together to like fight this like a war zone, you know. Um, so because you talked about um, this is a Muslim country, people came together and people volunteered. I, I am very intrigued about how does a society come together to fight a crisis, you know, and are fighting it successfully. Oh. Yeah. Just, okay. just to give you example of how I'm just thinking, can, can we devote one hour for that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, sure. But just to give you example, yeah. so people yeah. might want to know what they, uh, they next, will be the next episode next podcast. Yeah. Just to give a little example, when the first lockdown was imposed in Pakistan, and I keep telling you that we are a developing nation, we are not very good at resources, we do not have a large amount of rich people here like Singapore, like Dubai, like Japan. So most of the people belong to working white collar class, right? Or blue collar class actually. Yeah. So what happened? The first lockdown, a lot of industries were closed, people were out of jobs. You know what Pakistani people did? they start making food banks they came together they started charities so they did form charities of million and billion rupees and they started supporting these people who were out of their jobs who might not be out of their jobs but they were daily wage workers and just in like you know two or three months we were able to form a chain of people who were contributing and most of the people did want to contribute to the cause everyone was coming they were contributing to food they were contributing to money they were contributing clothes anything I, they could. yeah and i would like you to talk about uh, pakistan as a society um, how did it come together to react in a, a countrywide crisis and also i want to ask you in our next episode how did the faith play a part because uh, I, I talked I talk to many different uh, people and myself I'm a Christian and you know you've been in Singapore we respect a lot of different kinds of uh, faith and and myself my, my girlfriend she was uh, from Pakistan she was born there the whole family came by and um, you know I, I was still having a conversation with her she's now in the US and we're still talking about the numbers today and I said please stay home don't come out of your house you know you know um, even my friends are Muslims here in Singapore but I want you to tell us in the next episode a little bit of trailer all right so that the people yeah. will tune in. Um, I want to know how does faith play a part um, in, in in circumstances like this uh, on top of your cultural, societal reaction. So how does faith come, come about uh, in, 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 in taking this fight uh, to the next level for success? So I hope that you can um, come back to talk about this to society reaction and how does faith play a part? Um, and I will have other FAQ questions for you regarding um, the, the, the virus, um, etc. You know, um, thank you so much, Ayman. Um, you know, I've taken your time one and a half hours. Um, definitely, this is so rewarding uh, for us. And um, uh, I can stop the recording here, but you know, I just want to thank you so much. Um, and I, I, what I'll do is that... Well, uh, 
Yeah, I, I if if I could, um, uh, you know, I want to add one thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would be better that we discuss questions one to two days before. So you know that I would be able to put more of input. Like yeah, um, yeah. Just like today, I, could, I was thinking I could about. You, um, yeah, I could yeah, give so you. I, was, I didn't yeah, know that today you were mentally trained. Yeah. So I was uh, today. I was not mentally trained about the medical questions. I was mentally trained about the economic. Yeah, <laughs> or the so, or the general. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. know your background. So you know so now that. Be, be, let this be our introduction. Um, and then you can come back uh, uh, a couple of times um, as the pandemic uh, curve is still going up. You know, it's actually increasing at an increasing rate now for the world as a whole. Um, so um, we are probably in a 50 midpoint, 50 percent point in terms of the global uh, situation. And I'm really interested in um, uh, uh, some of the medical things that goes behind this, it doesn't have to be really, really specific like the virus, epidemiology. No, it doesn't have to be that. Just really general thing that I think the world, um, like me, just get the information from the internet. But you know, it'd be so interesting for me and so fruitful a discussion and so intensive. Like within uh, an hour, we can talk about all these bullet points, you know to go into it and to educate the public um, and it is going to form a document for history people are going to visit this in a, and you know in the past I I, uh, I was if you look at my, my YouTube channel I do have uh, a, a pandemic series but much more so in my podcast uh, that people just call in etc and I and a lot of people do have uh, do not have an idea uh, you know, there's still a lot of fuzzy idea because people don't want to talk about it, like what you say, like because it's just too much. Yeah, you just you just try to like shut it out in your mind, in your space. You don't even want to talk about. It. I mean, for me, I don't want to talk about it with my friends. Like I'm going to call my friends. Say, hey, you know about this? It's like people want to have a life. They want to have some form of a normalcy. So the conversations will never go to there. So you know, I'm so grateful for you. Um, and I'm so grateful to have found you. <laughs> You're welcome. It was amazing uh, being here and talking to you. And it was so real, so good to discuss things that people might find useful. Yeah, and yeah, they can, yeah. Um, you know, they yeah, can educate exactly, themselves. And, exactly. and, and, and all, I, want to, I want you to explain more about the country of Pakistan. Um, yeah. About how, I, I think that is very, because one of the topics I talked about uh, with my so, with um, uh, basically what I actually do I do I am I also run a page on Asian Muslims and Asian yeah. Muslim community. So my work is basically about the different kind of Asian Muslim communities because I do feel that being an Asian we do not get representation and when it comes to Muslims the representation get even more smaller. Mm -hmm. it's, so, it's good, um, it's good my, work, to, yeah. to bring it out to, to the public for more yeah. understanding. So, yeah. exactly. so my work is mostly about uh, telling people about Asian Muslim communities What because I am from a very diverse culture. My father is African Arab and my mother is South Asian. Yeah. So my mother, yeah. So.